Welcome to the Who Asked Me podcast, a podcast about whatever I want it to be about. I'm your host, Zell, and every week I'll be talking to you about pop culture, reality TV, all the things in your life that made you happy, and some of them that even made you go, what? So sit back, relax, and have a laugh with me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Who Asked Me podcast, where I am joined by my friend, my dog, (laughs) Miss Christina Ariel. Please tell the people who you are. (laughs) Hi, my name is Bo Deedle. And (laughs) yo, I literally called Zell the other day. I know I voice memoed Zell the other day, and I was like, it was like four voice memos. And the first one was like, Sill. Second was like, Sill. Third one was like, Sill. Fourth one was like, it's And I was like, how do you say that shit? And I have so much fun. It's such a like, I want to thank Louie for that personally and for introducing that into my lexicon because it brings me great joy to say. But yes, my name is Christine Ariel. I am a pop culture and entertainment host, actor, and tabletop RPG player. So hi. A star, a fucking star. <laughs> That is what she is. No, when you send me those voice notes, it's just like I told you, I was getting ready to send you the invite for this thing in the cat in the Google Calendar invite, but my phone had already gone on do not disturb for the night. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, we are in completely different uh, sides of the country. I'm on the East Coast, all the way on the East Coast. She is all the way on the West Coast. And so I was like, oh shit, she actually sent me four messages. And I was like, what are these going to be <laughs> soon? As I we heard- talk about our conversations like, stretch far and wide so there's no telling what it would be. no I, I I literally was like I don't know what this could be about you said <laughs> because I had just somebody I got like an influx of those videos and I was like who the fuck is this dude like just seeing the picture at first and then it was like hi my name's Boldy I was like what the fuck oh my god I was like oh. what is happening it is whack a doodle time especially over in jersey let's just get into jersey first i don't even have any pop do you have any pop culture do i have any pop culture like do you have anything all pop, pop culture? culture no like do you have anything <laughs> any headlines from this week that like you want you have to talk about i didn't even save any oh let's see what has happened this week in Linus? Has it been slow? No, I mean, it's mostly been, well, we had the Summer House reunion on Monday, and then we had Jersey on Tuesday. I'm trying to think of any, like, well, oh, there was the beef between Melissa Gorka and her dress designer, but it wasn't really a beef. He, like, commented in the thing, and he was like, oh, and who dressed you about her blue dress? It was like the guy the who fucking the little, like, I, yeah. I hate it. I, it's a boxing it was like a boxing exactly okay so wearing. i didn't real i didn't realize that when when all the jersey looks first came out i was like what the fuck is she wearing i was like what is what i i called it a cow neck back there and then somebody everybody was like it's a hood it's a hood it's a hood and i said that doesn't make it any fucking better for me <laughs> i was like actually i think that makes it worse so then when she came out when i saw her walking out of it i that's when it clicked for me i was like oh Mama's trying to make it act like she is like Muhammad Ali coming out in the ring. I was like, girl, be for fucking real. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, that whole reunion was just like, I mean, I hate to say it could have been an email, but it could have been an email. It absolutely 
let's just get into the jersey. I looked at, I made sure that there was no pop culture things I needed to talk about. And there's, there's none, <laughs> nothing pressing. Let's just get into the jersey of it all, because that's probably going to be the quickest thing for us to talk about off top. I am finally on a team in Jersey and that is team Dolores, which is, this is so fucking old. <laughs> I love Dolores so much. She tur- I love her. When she turned to Danielle and she said, this is so fucking old. And it's just so funny because watching Dolores throughout the season in the, um, in the after shows, she's like, she's with Teresa and she's trying not to like yawn. And if you look at her face, she's just like, okay. Like eyes rolling in the back of her head, trying not to fall asleep because the fact that we're still talking about the Judices versus the Gorgas. And the baby from the christening is grown almost. Like he's going to be applying to college. Like, it's just baffling to me. And I can't do another reunion of them co-oping everything. So that's that's my issue. We're trying to talk about Danielle and her brother and Rachel versus Danielle, which I will say this. Rachel versus Danielle. They clocked in. They definitely wanted to do their job. But then Andy kind of is the one that shot it down because he goes, I just can't believe you guys are arguing about this. I was like, Andrew, what, what else are we going to, if we, if they don't Andy argue about tired. this, he is Andy so fucking is tired. tired. He, I've been Let saying that, that all week. I've been saying that all fucking week. Andy is exhausted. I think he really, the emotional exhaustion of going from like summer house, Vanderpump, all of that. And I know he didn't record it all in the same week, but it's like the principle of the thing that like, they were that so close a, together though. Mm-hmm. They were still, the, all of those reunions were close together. I just like, I They were making Scandival references at the summer house. Summer house. I keep wanting to say winter house. Lord have mercy. That but shit pissed house. me off. They, the, some, we'll get to summer house. They have nothing else to talk about. But like, you can tell Andy is exhausted because he doesn't even like care to really- try i think he needed to save all of his energy for vanderpump which i totally get i totally get but at the same time oh shit did you freeze god damn it (laughs) okay no but like we were saying andy is exhausted when he when i saw the preview for next week and he was like jen aiden will wear herself out i was like Thank fucking God. I really, really, really think we have to be on the brink of a complete Jersey recast. If we're not, I don't know what to do. Because at one point when Melissa and Teresa were arguing about storylines, I was like, you guys are each other's storyline. Yes, Teresa went to jail, but like she went to jail. And when she came back, we were focused on how she was going to move forward with Joe and Melissa. I think uh, this this history of them is so convoluted. And it is. uh, The way I felt about it is bringing in the Rachel and the Danielle of it all. Mm -hmm. Danielle told them the story about her having beef with her brother. Are we going to go ahead and revamp for a new generation with like a new story? We don't have to rely on this story pin storyline because we've got this storyline. And then Mm -hmm. next season we meet the brother and we meet the brother's wife. And then we start this whole song and dance all over again. And I mean, I 
the strength of Jersey has always been in like the family aspect of it, like the familiar aspect, like starting with the Manzos, all of that kind of stuff. It was built on this, like, I mean, the theme of Jersey is basically as blood thicker than water. Yeah. I mean, you're, and you're completely right. It's just at the beginning, it was the Manzos. And then Teresa emerged from the ashes as a star who will flip tables. You know what I mean? And they are all connected in one way, shape or form at the end of the day, like, the only people who were really cast who didn't know anybody, I mean, was Jen Aiden. Marge did know people who knew people. You know what I mean? She had an arsenal. Yeah, she she had an arsenal, exactly. But I don't want to I don't want to hear about Danielle's brother. I don't want to like move that same storyline onto somebody else especially if it's going to be just like Teresa and Melissa and Joe because it's exhausting we're never ever ever going to find a happy medium with Teresa and uh Joe because even when Teresa was talking about like oh you guys never invited me out to dinner I had to invite myself I'm like Teresa did you come did you did you go did you go you went to dinner we have pictures of you at dinner. Okay. You went to dinner. I don't, I, I just can't keep doing this. It's like, it's, it's very elementary school. Oh yeah. Well she did this. Oh, so-and-so did this to me first. They did. St- and I mean, I try to look at the whole thing objectively, but it's like, what else can we even talk about from the reunion outside of a little bit of Dolores and Polly and this whole big lead up we did, like he's still married. Yeah, he's still legally married. He's not like living in the house with his ex-wife. He's been legally separated for like 14 years. They probably just didn't want to go through the rigmarole because they're like, I'm not seeing anybody. I'm not doing that. So they didn't do the paperwork. I mean, it took me five years to change my name legally when I got married. I still haven't changed my name. I was like, <laughs> it's a lot of paperwork and a lot of back and forth and a lot of changing all of my stuff. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel that. Oh no, I I told my husband I was like, will, will you be upset if I don't legally change my last name? I he knows I hate unnecessary paperwork. We like I had to ask. I was like, how many papers is it to get the marriage license? <laughs> and they were like, it's very quick. I was like, okay, I hate unnecessary paperwork. Like, and I think that, and I said this on Twitter, I think that people underestimate how many people separate get divorced but like actually haven't legally gotten divorced and they're just fine with it like they're not saying anything to anybody honestly that my parents that's kind of what my parents did until it came time for somebody else to get married I mean that's how you do it it's just like yeah you know what like we're good the kids are good family's good nobody cares but I will say this I just this season like I told you, it was so redundant mm-hmm. and it just like took up all the space in the room where even if we did want to get like in with these other girls and learn more stuff, we still have a simmering storyline that is Teresa and Melissa base. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I want to know about the other stuff. I really like Danielle. I want to know more about Danielle. I want to see Danielle's mom. I want to see Jen Fessler's mom and her twin sister more than I want to see this storyline anymore. Like I, and I, we have been like, we've been in the dirt with Teresa for so long. I know. Like for so, and I think that's like the part of it. But dare I say, if we're talking about people who have been there since season one, even if they were not on a title card, 
Dolores is technically as much OG as anybody. She has. She's been in the background. I want to say this. The, all of the like back and forth with, with Melissa and Teresa when they were like, he didn't visit because he wasn't on the list. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. I said, at this point, somebody called Danbury. Somebody called Danbury Correctional Facility mm-hmm. and see if they have her list and if we can check it. Because like some of these things are like easily fact checkable or they're not. And if they're not, then it's just going to be a case of he, sh- he said, she said, and we're not ever going to find out the truth. Just much like, you know how I feel about that shit, like in Beverly Hills, like Kathy Hilton did this. No, I did it. I don't, I'm never going to know. I'm never going to actually know. So I don't care. Speak. Oh no, I'm going to save that. But still speaking of people who have stuff going on off camera and it's making it very confusing to figure out what the real deal is. Summer house. No, we can get into summer. Let's just move on to summer house. Cause I have nothing left from mm-hmm. Jersey. Not, not a thing. I don't. Uh, ooh. Go ahead. There is something that is not being said that is not be that is not being made clear. Like it mm-hmm. cannot just be this like blind hatred of Lindsay. Like I don't think Paige would have come in that activated if it was just like one of these like in the in the house kind of situations. You think and that there's something like what do you think it is? I just think they have like some kind of like professional jealousy of sorts. Okay. Like where it's like so-and-so gets this deal or this mm-hmm. deal. And it's like, why? Like, I think there's a lot of like competition to be the, that girl of summer mm-hmm. house. Yeah. And I think it's bleeding into all of the other stuff. Like, do I think like everybody in their first year of a relationship is, I mean, is usually like, Oh, like lovey Debbie, like mm-hmm. everything is flowers, roses, whatever annoying nicknames we all have a friend who got into a relationship and started saying babe or started like oh my schnookies or we all watched like the Megan and Harry documentary they're like hm like and people were like ah I'm so upset about this nickname it's like it's a nickname bro like chill out yeah we all have our something I don't know that I called my husband by his name in a long ass time I don't I don't when my husband says Giselle I'm like who the fuck are you talking to can't be me can't be a whole name my whole name oh i know you're not using my government yeah i'm just like that's that's crazy you man (laughs) but no like i know and i feel you i'm right there with you um this is this is my thing i think and i said this on instagram earlier this week and we can get into it here the downfall of summer house is austin kroll and craig conover it just is and this is my theory i have nothing to support it But this is what I think just after observing for this long. I think that those boys um, were fleeing to grasp at straws because at the time that they started their um, kind of relationships, Craig and Paige and then Austin um, and Lindsay have always been friends, but like kind of sparking up a relationship, a, a little bit more of a flirtation. You have to think about it. Summer or Southern Charm was kind of in hot water because it was like, okay, we recognize that this show has some faults and it is a show of like the Thomas Ravenel and Catherine of it all. Um, Catherine's, you know, comments that she can't keep off her emojis, she can't keep offline, things of that nature. I think that there was a time of uncertainty with Southern Charm that they really were a little bit worried. And so they're like, all right, we know the Summer House people 
let's go party. And they've always known them because they were there back in season four and they've always been around. Let's go party with them. Right. And it's kind with of the soft like, launch of like girls trip. Like exactly do like this. Let's ingratiate ourselves. Then they get winter house and they're like, okay, we can keep on to this. We need to keep our Bravo checks because both summer house and Southern charm are shows that like are fan favorites of Bravo, but at the same time, they're shows of essentially about nothing. They could keep going for a long time or they could just end out of nowhere. And I think that Craig and Austin were a little scared that it might be time for Southern Charm to end. And so they wanted to latch on to something else. And I think that something else was Austin latching onto Lindsay. And then he met, by proxy, he met Sierra in Winterhouse and then the page of it all happened. And I will say this, I'm not a super, I'm not, I don't even like to say I'm not like I I do dislike Paige, but it's not for like just because like I can't stand her. It's that I I don't like somebody who just doesn't say what it is. And I can appreciate people for what they give and what they don't want to give, but Paige wants to give nothing. And then you want to pull something out of the air. And we know I like to make sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's, I just think that those letting those Southern charm boys in letting, I think that Lindsay interrupted a plan with Paige and Craig and Austin and uh, Sierra more than she upset Sierra, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. I just, if it weren't for people creating smoke with Lindsay all season, and even if they had like, and my part was like Danielle bringing up, like they had a fight when we were on our way. Okay. Like I, like I protected them. And I feel this way kind of like in the sense of like the same thing with like the Vanderpump reunion and being like, well, you like, you didn't show everything. I know it's a reality show. You sign up to show your life, but there are some things that are sacred. There are some things like you're not going out to dinner and sitting at the table, like yelling and arguing and cussing and fussing and carrying on. Like, you're going to wait until you get home. You're going to talk about that stuff so that you have, like, your own space to build and repair. So I think making it seem like, oh, like, they had a fight. Mm -hmm. Like, it is the biggest deal in the world. Like, yeah, just because they're, like, a newer couple. And that doesn't mean their entire relationship is fake just because you don't like the way that they communicated this one time. It doesn't mean that everything is broken because they had one fight. It just means there's growing pains there's learning there's learning each other there's all these different variables yeah and I think that none of that like if you want a reason to be magic I'm fine with thank you exactly and that's point blank period when it comes to summer house my issue also is like I could see if if Paige saw something throughout this season that she was like oh, fuck that. Lindsay's talk saying that about me behind my back. That's what's going on back there. There's nothing. There's nothing. And I just oh so wish Andy would have been like, Paige, why are you this mad about something that happened three years ago? And when she says, I I just feel like they're fake. I understand that you feel that way, but that's not what you conveyed throughout the season. I just wish instead of, I think like Andy is letting them talk it out amongst themselves because again, we, he's so tired, but I wish he would have been like, Paige, that was two years ago. That was two years ago. 
you you're telling me you've hold on you've held on to this, but you still met with Lindsay and went on with her. And like I as soon as Paige said you told people I weaponized your miscarriage, I sent you flowers. I said, there it is. That's what Paige is mad about. Paige isn't having an argument with us or with with the um her cast members, Lindsay. She's having an argument with us. She's mm-hmm. arguing with the comment sections. And that's my issue with Paige, Amanda, really just Paige and Amanda. They are in the comment sections. They are in the comment sections. I'm not going to let a lot fly, but Amanda likes comments in people's comment sections when they are disagreeing with the person who like the like post, if that person is in favor of Lindsay. I feel like at this stage of social media and like Housewives Bravo reality TV, everybody should know that like your likes, all of that stuff is being investigated and dug deeper into. And so a lot of it feels intentional. Like, yes, it is intentional shade. It's like, and it's been like that since, remember that first season where like New Jersey brought in, like, she was liking stuff on Twitter. Like this guy on Mm -hmm. Twitter is like, like, y'all be better. And and that's that's where I get with a lot of these shows. I'm like, where do we go from here? Because we can't, the fandom has grown. We are essentially closer to any of these reality stars than we've ever been. And you will be hard pressed to find a reality TV star that has not sent some type of message, like something shady, like anything of an online presence to piss their, their cast member off. So I'm like, does Bravo go on like a social media freeze? Do what what do we do from here? Because something has to happen because I do think that we as the audience give more arguments to these reality TV stars that they probably wouldn't have thought of themselves. But see, we don't know anything that's coming out of like again with Beverly Hills and no like we don't know everything that is happening right now during filming. We know like very, very little about what's mm-hmm. happening during filming. And I'm excited about the season. Me too. I don't want to like see everybody like in the muck, in the mire. Like I understand, mm-hmm. like defend your name. Like mm-hmm. if you need to defend your name, please go ahead, defend your name. But also like understand that you're on TV and it's going to be confusing. And then yeah, it's, it's going to have to be brought up on camera because you're doing a show. Like those yeah. things have to come up on camera. And yeah, I think it's understandable to want to control certain aspects of how Mm -hmm. those things are released however like being mad at somebody that brought something up more so than you are like hey like I did that I fucked up like that whole segment where it was just like Carl and like Kyle and Lindsay and it's like again like Lindsay and Carl are over here laughing off the fact they brought up the like their old school hookup Mm-hmm. and like yeah like I trusted him again like with this information like that he wasn't gonna let that out but you're still like well you brought up Amanda on camera da, da, da. like that is not the hill you want to die on sir it's not because you cheated and for Kyle Cook to sit there and say as much as I turn into a goofball while drinking like you get very very uh aggressive and da 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 and like I'm like the internet is going to do what it does and it already did and somebody made it Countess and Friends made a whole compilation of Kyle when he was being a goofball i.e. not being a goofball not being a goofball I will share that every fucking day until people just admit like okay I don't want to like Lindsay but Amanda and them aren't great either 
the there's somebody sent me a video and I, I didn't even need to be sent the video because I will die on the justice for Jules Hill. They were so mean to that girl in season four. And the main people that were mean to her were Carl, Hannah, and Amanda. Lindsay literally had nothing to do with that. There were multiple times when Lindsay would like, when I remember the one time that sticks out to me is when Amanda said the whole, like, I wouldn't save Jules from a burning building. Like Amanda was going to leave it there. She was just going to be like, I wouldn't save you from a burning building. And Lindsay was the one that was like, I think this has to do with Jordan, right? And she was like, yeah, it does. If you trust a liar, you are a liar. And it's Lindsay in the background that's like, so maybe could we expand on that? Because she's like, they're all watching this. Paige and Hannah are in the background like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like they, then that, I think that's my issue with Paige and Hannah. The, well, Hannah used to be, but Paige now. She will see these things happening between her friends. She knows. I don't think Paige is stupid at all. I think she's a very, very cognizant person. She sees the things happening and I can see. <laughs> no, this is like I, know. I can see her brain working where she's like, this is going to look bad. And like, she either lets it happen or she doesn't. Like when Jules came to her, Jules like threw a Hail Mary at Paige back then. And she was like, like Paige was fine when they, she was like, I mean, Jules obviously is copying me she wants to be me this is like an outfit like Paige we're not going to sit here and act like your outfits are groundbreaking you you dress like a skinny white girl and it's fine you're very cute you're a very pretty girl but like it's not like oh my god I've never seen anybody dress like that before okay so when she came to her you could tell she was like oh shit this is gonna look bad on camera this is gonna look like we are bullying this girl and she's the only person of color in the house at this time I saw that. I saw that click in Paige's mind in that season. And that's when she was like, okay, okay, okay. Like, you know, let's, let's have a talk. Blah, blah, blah. Hannah was nasty to Jules. Nasty. So was Carl. So was Amanda. It was weird. It was weird. I literally was like, are we ever going to talk about why you guys are being like this? And that's why I was worried when Sierra entered the house, because I was like, do y'all remember the last time we had... I shouldn't say a person of color because Danielle had been in the house, but, and she is Puerto Rican, but like Jules was full, full time and didn't know anybody else. I just, I seriously was like, are we going to talk about this? Like what's going on? I feel like one of the things too is if you have like a blunt direct friend, then you get Lindsay. Like if you have a friend who like is not with the shits, who's just like, okay, say it with your chest. Mm -hmm. like that's how she's been and even like that scene where they were like you yelled at me it was like she was telling you how to communicate with her she's like don't talk about it around the bush like we're not gonna gossip about it like if you got something to say to me like say it to me like, yeah address it with me don't talk about behind my back and as you can see from all these years later like we're still in the same position behind somebody's back instead of just being like telling us just like just say I don't mess with you you can say that to yeah people. You can say you're not my cup of tea exactly I don't see it for you and me and just be done with it but they can't and obviously like they're filming a tv show but we've had people on reality shows that are just like no oh, like I don't I don't talk to you like that like you're mm -hmm. you're not for me and that's okay like we gonna see each other keep it cute but you like at some point your whole storyline can't be I hate this girl exactly oh my god look what she look at her breathing 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that that's my thing. I'm like, there's a part like season three. Yes. Lindsay yelled at her. I'm, I remember that as a, I notoriously say, I, if you're going to stand low key problematic people, I'm a Nene Leakes fan. OG. Okay. You got to be willing to understand that. Like, yeah, my girl was wrong in that point. I don't think that Lindsay was wrong for being irritated with Paige. I will say that is one time that I was like, Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay. Because she told my, this was my thing with Lindsay in that moment. She was like, get up, let's go. I was like, okay, girl, you kind of seem like you finna beat her ass. <laughs> but, uh, but on the flip hand, quite literally, Paige was, Lindsay was right there in the house, like standing right there. Paige would pass her, pass her again, and then just keep talking about her. I don't know that you would get the best reaction out of me either. I would be like, do you, I would be very confrontational in that moment because to me, what you're saying to me is that you want, you want me to find out that I'm talking shit about you and you want me to go off on you. And I might just give it to you because you are being stupid. But it's also like, it's very love and hip hop. I'm not going to give you a moment. You ain't getting a moment out of me. I mean, keep moving. (laughs) See, I, I, and I get that. I struggle with that I, as a fire sign, as the Aries that I am, I do struggle with that because it's not even like, I'm not even trying to give anybody a moment. I'm just like, are you fucking dumb right now? Like you gotta be fucking kidding me. You're going to talk all around me. But then when I am like, Hey, do you want something to say? It's a problem. I find, I will argue somebody down about so-and-so being reactionary i hate that shit because we're not focusing on the action and again pages had many a plenty talks with Lindsay in season four i had to go back and find some receipts okay <laughs> and the Lindsay and, and uh page are literally like sitting on a lawn chair cuddling together talking laughing like there are so many instances when they're just like fine with one another And that's what I'm like, this is what I find wild, but I think that it's Craig. I really think it's Craig putting a battery in Paige's back. I think he's, I don't like Craig, but I think he's very cognizant of his job and what to do, um, especially what I've seen from him in Southern Charm. I think Craig is a producer. He is. I think, I really think that Craig was like, hey babe, so you didn't do much on (laughs) this season, you gotta, you gotta hit hard at the reunion. And he hates Lindsay. And he was sending Kyle over there to like get in the mix that night. Like Craig was the one that was pushing them to go over there. And then if you look at like the old seasons of Southern Charm, even like the way that Craig is when he doesn't like, like a girlfriend or he doesn't like a thing when Craig does not like someone, Craig is like. Incessant. Yes. Like it's nonstop. Like it's like my kid asking for a fruit snack. It's just over like, I want a fruit snack. I want a fruit snack. I want a fruit snack. I hate this person. I hate this person. I hate this person. And you're just like, my dude, like take two breaths, like calm down. Craig is just, and I do think that it's one of those situations where when you have somebody in your ear, like gassing you up about how much they dislike this person too, like eventually you're kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, they did do that to me. Yeah. That person did say that to me, but also this is another show like Jersey where, I've watched all the episodes, but I also was just getting tired. Yeah, that then that's what it is. Like, I just, I really wish that somebody would just say it how it is with Paige. And I, like, what are you doing right now? You're talking about your boyfriend being drunk at the wedding. 
Okay. You're talking in which he was, you cried in winter house because you were like, he's gets drunk and he gets embarrassing. And like, honestly, kind of Amanda's a better friend than me. Cause I would be like, you remember when you talked about my fucking man all the time? And we're like, oh my God, he's so drunk and so embarrassing. But it's the But Amanda did hold her hand through all that stuff. She Winter did. House she too. did. She was like, she was right there for her. Like, she did. Like, she commiserated. She didn't, like, they don't know how to be that graceful to like a Lindsay, to like let mm-hmm. her have that moment. Because for them, it wasn't just a moment. It was, here's Lindsay's moment on the show. And then this People article comes out. Like it's Lindsay getting press. All of this is about, it just plays into the like, oh, like this has to be a PR thing. Like they got together at the wedding. They did this, but then you go to winter house and it's like, oh, she touched his pants while they were cuddling. Like all that kind of like y'all, I need more. Like if y'all need to take the show to the city and give us like more of their actual day-to-day life instead of forcing them into this environment where they're just going to get like absolutely belligerently drunk. Mm-hmm every weekend and think that that's sustainable like what are they gonna do like it's like when they do those episodes of teen titans go and it's like all the teen titans have suddenly gotten like older and they're like on their thing like that then they're like oh let's go party and, and they've got like little like tennis balls on their little walkers but like also a handle yeah I and mean, it's like somebody who's a page fan like messaged me and they were like i think if you listen to her like on her podcast you'd like her more i'm like i've listened to giggly swan before i don't i'm not gonna get into it um but I, I I understand why people like Paige. I definitely do. I just don't like when people are like, Lindsay is mean. Paige is mean also. And so is like Amanda. I, we, I would be friends we, with Paige. Huh? I would be friends with Paige. You would? Like, uh, I would. I think I would. I think she, that plane is mad at me. It's, that's your, your anger manifesting that I see on your face, right? <laughs> I think she... Hold the plane. <laughs> I I don't know like I feel like maybe I'd want to be friends with Paige I think I that's why I feel I like I'm not a good enough to be a friend with Paige okay and so I would, that's like, it right that. there you just hit the nail on the head for me Paige is the girl that people want to be friends with I think she realizes that she is the girl that people want to be friends with and that and she plays on that I am a person that like, I don't want to be friends with anybody. I just make friends. Like I just, whoever, like if I meet you and we gel and we click, we are friends. I don't want, I don't like go out of my way to be friends with anybody. I would have a, I feel, I don't know. Okay. I know these people are way different on offline than online. I don't know. I like Lindsay on the show. I don't know if I would like her in real life. I know that I resonate with her in a lot of the situations that she finds herself in. Um, because of the activatedness or whatever what have you not but I don't that that's why I think people like Paige what I've found is I feel like people get triggered I'm using air quotes there for everybody that can't see me get triggered by somebody like Lindsay because they're like this is the girl that made fun of me in high school to my face but what they don't realize is Paige is the girl that made fun of you behind your back that was problem was more so like nice to your face but then she made fun of you behind your back and was like what a loser and that's a metaphor I don't know how any of these girls were like in high school um I know that Lindsay's Lindsay's story just resonates a little bit more with me too she was like like somebody asked her one time on a podcast like 
why do you think you don't get along with people? She was like, I've just always had to work my entire life. And she's like, it's just, she was like, I've always prioritized that. I've always prioritized the things that I want. Um, and I can, I, I can resonate. She has boundaries. Yeah. She, and she, and I think that people conveniently forget Lindsay's story. She was abandoned by her mom. You know, her mom left her to go start another family. We often talk about like girls having daddy issues, but the mommy issues of it all, she has told us to our face on these screens, my mom leaving me has affected my relationship with women and my relationship with men in a different way. And I think because I have a friend that was abandoned by her mom, that I understand how that manifests itself. But Mm -hmm. she is a hundred percent, probably one of the most loyal friends I have like 10 toes down. Like she, she has said herself, she's like, I'm not a girl's girl. I'm like, Oh, contraire. You don't trust people. You don't trust. And she doesn't trust anybody. But I said, I don't want to call that not a girl's girl. Um, but you ride for the girls that you have. Yeah. She, she's been an amazing friend to me. Like I, and she's never had issues with other women. Like when, when I have friends that, you know, she may not know or anything like that, she doesn't have issues with other women. So I don't like that term either. I feel like it gets weaponized. I just, Go ahead. You know what I realized in this conversation too? Hmm. I think it's not, it's not the, I want. Do you remember that? Okay. It's that feeling of middle school. Like mm-hmm. have you ever seen a person that embodied like middle school, like I'm wearing oversized clothes. You're wearing like the like tailored Abercrombie. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, it's like that, if that vibe were a person. Mm-hmm like where you say something to them and they say you like it's yeah age. and I think that that like activates I think that activates a lot of people in that way like they really are like two of this like two different heads of the same coin of, they like, are you look at people and I think that that's they also see parts of each other in each other that mm-hmm. activate each other even more so and it's just like I don't know. It's exhausting. It is. It's very, it's very Teresa and Melissa in the tone of like, how much longer can you do this? How is there no way that you can find some kind of common ground in the ways that you are like each other? How is it that you can't just find that peace with each other instead of like, I feel like Lindsay is just trying to live. And if you've been a person who's made like mistakes or done any of that stuff and somebody is always bringing up the Mm -hmm. shit you did and not allowing you to be the person you are. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, well, she drinks. Oh, well, she did it. Okay. Like that's their issue. Like you don't get to decide that she's not good enough for him when he's decided that she is. Yeah, exactly. And I I just think, like I say with Summer House all the time, nothing in Summer House has been that big of a deal that we cannot move on from it. It's never been like a Phaedra, Portia, Candy thing in season nine. You know what I mean? And that's that's what drives me, or even, you know, a Scandaball thing. It's That's what drives me crazy. It's never been anything that we cannot move on from. And I'm just, the fact that these people will not move on is what's driving me absolutely, but but, but claim to have moved on also. You know what like, I think it is? Hmm. I personally, and I, this is all alleged because it's completely made up. What <laughs> if Lindsay and Carl got a file from Bo Deedle? <laughs> <laughs> They're in New York. 
They're in New York. Yeah, they can hey. go to Jersey and they can holler at Bo Deedle and hey, the, that's what we're not hearing because they don't want to cross the cross the time streams of the storyline. Yeah. And at this point, they're all on social media. It's one of those things where like, I'm like, do you guys need to stay off social media while the season airs? So like you don't have get more shit to pile on each other i don't fucking know but i think but- they want them to stay that activated until the reunion because the reunion obviously you're going to reopen stuff but with social media they also have this opportunity to kind of like go back and forth with it and mm-hmm. like keep the feuds fresh new information coming out more stuff more tiktoks more people talking about it all this stuff and i mean like you have to like the fact that BravoCon is a possibility and that it keeps getting bigger and yeah. bigger and bigger the fact that vpr is doing four million on a live views like it's bravo bravo is not people were like oh like i'm exhausted from bravo and yeah some of the storylines are exhausting but bravo is big in a way like again bravo is the center of everything you can find cinematic parallels Mm -hmm. or interactions and whatever entanglements from marvel and professional sports all the kind of stuff and it's just they got to figure out what their formula is going to be so that we don't get burned out. I, yeah. And I think we're at that. We are at the precipice of like such a huge, I think overturn in Bravo and all of these shows summer house. We're like, what the fuck is going on? How, more than I love Lindsay. I love, I, I love Lindsay Carl. I wouldn't like Carl as much if it weren't for Lindsay. Um, Amanda in uh Kyle I've been asking for a long time they've been very vocal about wanting to have children summer house is never the place for children Paige obviously is exhausted of her job Maya doesn't want to have a microphone on her or a camera Sierra girl you mean okay that's I have nothing else to say you're mean all right um all the rest of them like it Danielle doesn't know how to exist on TV without Lindsay like we are at a point where I really think that we need to rebuild. I've been, I've been vocal about saying like, where does summer house go from here since like season five, because once Kyle and Amanda got engaged, I'm like, well, they're going to get married. Okay. And they both talk about wanting to have kids. So what are we going to do? Like, I think that we can bring, still bring in cycle in the old people, but like, we do have to recast Corey is a homophobe and a transphobe and a racist. So like, if y'all keep him around, the day is going to come. Like the the big day, because there's already a a whole bunch of receipts on there, like on the online. So it's one of those things that we're like, Andy says he has a formula. I hope he has a formula. And I hope he wakes up during the next part of the reunion. Because if he doesn't wake up, we don't wake up. Let's talk about Summer House Martha's Vineyard. Um. About tired of Bria as one black woman. Really? Yeah. As one black woman who's married to a, a white man to another. Let's just discuss this. This is, I was with Bria because I like facts. Okay. She did mm-hmm. come to them and say, hey, Simon is coming from Germany. It would be a lot for him to stay for a couple for a weekend or whatever. So I was making sure it's fine if he stays for the last week. And I went back and looked, she did say, she did. I want to make sure it's fine. He stays for the last week because of the German time difference. They said, yeah, yeah, girl, you know that they said, yeah, the producer told them that they said, yeah, why? Oh, why? 
Why, oh fucking why, out of all, when you're making your argument, would you say, is this a race thing? That is what irritated me the fucking most. On the same, on the, on the other, actually not on the same, on the opposite hand. I do not know why Silas said on camera. I know why he said it. I don't know why Silas said on camera. I want black women to be married. My goal is for black women to be married, but my ideally I want them to be married to black men. First of all, I'm going to start with the first part of that. What if black women don't want to be married, period? Mm -hmm. What if they don't? Because I've been sitting with this for a while. Like when he first said it, I was like, that was my first reaction. I said, what if black women don't want to be married? And then to take it a step further, he says, ideally it would be two black men. And I was like, okay, Silas, so I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not arguing for interracial relationships because I just ended up in one. I wasn't mm-hmm. seeking one out. But then I also was like, what if a black woman wants to marry another black woman? What if a black woman wants to marry a white woman? What if, like, you're saying, you're saying some things that I think are showing your ass a little bit. Mm -hmm. a little bit more than you think it is my problem with silas is you know how like that first season of potomac when they thought that they were doing a show about etiquette yep yep i know we're giving me is that they told them that they were doing a show about like greek life like life after greek life like uh like black excellence black like marriage relationship kind of show and I think that's how they did that first season it's very much like a like like what is the like this is who we're supposed to be like this is mm-hmm. what we like I it ah uh, it's how they did the Jack and Jill angle of Potomac yeah. like like that is what it is except it was more kind of tied to Greek life and so even with the girl being like oh like well I mean some of us aren't Greek but if you know anybody who is in a fraternity or who is greek specifically like divine nine the one the, the ones like it is not just a fraternity or a sorority mm-hmm. it is a lifestyle choice that will mm-hmm. be like my aunt was wearing her pink and green until she died mm-hmm. like i mean that's just what it is and that has nothing to do with any of it but he is that type of dude where he is trying to put off this air of who he is mm-hmm. but the person that he is showing in the process yep is very controlling very type Mm -hmm. a like very much like it's a very I'm better than you kind of vibe like Mm -hmm. there are those people that are like I just got married and everything is about me now with his comments like I'm sure he thought he was preaching a word Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but the thing is like this is still you a man trying to dictate like how our lives should be run exactly how we exist in the world how we move through the world thank you like the person that you fall in love with is the person that you fall in love with mm-hmm. however that shows up yep like you are with that person you're not i mean some people, like you're not with this person for any other reason this is the person that i fell in love with this is the person that i chose to build a life with that's mm-hmm. where i'm at right and in him saying that like he's like i understand like this is I love black love. My husband white, but I still I still believe same. in like I, I feel believe the same in way. love. Like mm-hmm. I my love of my husband has nothing to do with a dislike of anything. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people put that on. It's like the you don't 
like white men you don't or you don't like black men you don't no it has absolutely nothing to that i just happened to fall in love with that dude because he was funny exactly and, and same thing same thing here and listen we both know that there are people in this world that seek out anything but black okay mm-hmm. and then frame it as preference and really they have a lot of internalized racism and things like that going on for both of us for everybody listening to this that was not the case i have famously said on here i have had an assortment of partners <laughs> not giving we were, two... we were equal opportunity city girls but, no literally i was an equal opportunity uh sexual <laughs> gallivantee <laughs> So, and that's the thing I, and I remember, I don't know about you. I remember when me and my husband first started dating, I, first of all, I was like, I don't know, who knows? I was not, I, I never sought out marriage. I was just like, if this happened, if I fall in love with somebody and I want to marry them, then that's fine. I never sought out a relationship because I wanted to get married by a certain time, uh, uh, anything like that. I just, it just happened. And I, for a little bit, I was like, hmm. I'm in this relationship with this white guy and I've had previous white boyfriends. And like, I, in my mind, I was personally like, I feel like people are going to think a certain type of way about me. But then I was also like, my ex-boyfriend is Jamaican and he was fucking, oh my God, such a bad relationship, such a bad relationship. And like, I was like, and then I've dated, I've dated all sorts of people. So like, I was just like, there's an, if, even if somebody no, wants a to good be- dude is a good dude yeah i think that that's the thing it's not about like if you're dating a bad dude who does mm-hmm. bad things he's gonna be a bad dude that does bad things it doesn't matter what his skin tone is yeah exactly and- but for me i was just like well no my ex-boyfriend jamaican like i was like you can't like anybody who really knows me and that's what matters i was like they can't say that i've only dated white dudes because that's not fucking true yeah and i mean the thing is even if you did like what of it Like, it's not, like, I think it's very, it's extremely touchy because Mm -hmm. for, like, for me personally, when people, like, start, like, dialogues like that, I think about my children. Yeah. Like, I always have to think about those things from the perspective Mm -hmm. of my children, knowing that, like, people are always, like, oh, like, you choose, like, you chose this kind of thing. Yeah. I, I chose to fall in love with this person. I am in love with this person. Mm-hmm. But if you're thinking that I went into this with any kind of idea that my life would be better because of this person, like I think yeah. that, that kind of thinking is absolutely absurd. Because the thing is, yeah, when we go out, we're still going to be in situations where people ask him, how many in your party? With me standing directly next to him and them saying, how many in your party? We could be holding hands, holding our children and people are still going to treat us like we're not together. Yeah. And yes, I, and I live in California and racism is non-regional. So yes, it still happens here too. I still have to worry about that. My kids navigating these two worlds mm-hmm. where sometimes they're not good enough for either. And it's like, oh, like they're over here, a little high yellow dinner. Like, oh, they're over here. Like, and that's something I have to prepare my children for and how to move through the world and respect both sides of themselves and to see themselves and to understand their family history on both sides. That is a big conversation to have to have. All of this stuff is a big undertaking. And I'm not doing that just to be like, I date white men. Exactly. And then, but for Bria to go and then take this, take that statement and kind of exacerbate it into they didn't want him to come because he was white. Like, I don't know their motives, but I am going to say like, I think they just like with the Mariah leaving, with the all Mm -hmm. of this stuff, 
I think they are just control freaks. I do too. House. And I think a lot of that conversation is being thrown into the like, well, he said this, but I think a lot of that conversation is production mm-hmm. and we can't mention it because of the way that it's being talked about. Like, yeah, like, oh, these were the original house guests. These were the original cast. So what they feel like she's trying to like sneak cast her boyfriend on this show and like bring him in. So I'm glad you brought that up because if you go to her boyfriend's Instagram, Summer House Martha's Vineyard is, it was, it's like, it says summer, the, uh, the, what do we call that? Why are we in the bio? Bio. In the bio. I've had three glasses of wine people just so we're clear <laughs> but in the bio it literally says summer house martha's vineyard on at bravo tv and so i do feel like maybe the house members felt like she was trying to put her boyfriend on because all i'm gonna say y'all is if you go to his instagram page you're gonna be like interesting and i'm gonna leave it at that i went to his page did you i went to his page from hers when she posted the pictures of them at come what did you think about that what do you get from him are you asking if i get the mr emmett i'm gonna date somebody from reality tv so that it lifts up my profile a little bit more i sure do i that is that is exactly what i'm asking I mean, Giselle, I can't speak to anyone's motives, darling. All I can say <laughs> is that it's a very interesting page. I just think it's funny that, yeah. And I noticed well, that I think because- the, But it's also like, we do we give the grace of like, yes, we live in an Instagrammy era mm-hmm. and like, but I did not see the Summer House Martha's Vineyard in the Bible. Let okay. me ask you, how far back did you go on his profile? not like very very oh i went far i'm gonna i don't i have no shame i'm gonna tell y'all right now i went back to the beginning let's go back back to the beginning that's how far i went okay before him and bria i was i was in the trenches of that motherfucker first of all i think he cleaned it up which whatever i anybody on if i ever went on reality tv i would absolutely hire somebody to like go through my social media just to make sure just to make sure, because I don't feel like dealing with that shit. But um, I think he cleaned it up and I was far back in that bitch. And I absolutely think that he, I, him and Bri- Bria have been together for a while. So I think that this was a, a scheme that Todd hooked up <laughs> to come to us with the bullshit. I think that it was a plan to get on TV. Um, and she was like, okay, well, obviously you're my boyfriend. I'm gonna put you on. You know what I mean? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold your horses, hold your horses, hold your horses real quick. Did you see that he sponsored the premiere party? Like his, the company that he's the entrepreneur and brand manager for, like he sponsored their, the Summer House Martha's Vineyard cast party and Amir is wearing one of the watches from his company's brand in the promo pictures. Wait, wait. Go to his thing, like go to his, because I was like, what does this man do? So go to his thing and it's like summer house martha's vineyard bravo tv dad de milo entrepreneur brand manager for watch room 24 and then you go to watch room 24 and they are wearing like it's a picture of a mirror on one of them wearing a certain watch and then the party see i never i never went on to the watch room and bria's this must be bria's company because it says and bria beauty 
They oh, it must oh. be one of those situations where Bravo didn't give them a cast party, so they threw a cast party for interesting. Oh, yep, because she's founder and CEO of Bria Beauty Cosmetics, Bria Beauty Skin, House of Louise, and wait, Bria, where did you see that? Oh, she is shining in this picture. Girl, I'm a I am a professional. <laughs> I'm not new to this. I'm true to this, baby. I absolutely think that, but I absolutely think that he it's a Mr. Emmett situation um where he sought out like the, I think that this was the goal, the plan all along. I you know what I think I think that if anything, I think that they are a let's build an empire couple i don't think it's necessarily him using her i think they are both like let's build like that's the vibe i get like the like if you look at like the like like her lisa old barlow. hollywood vibe that she's on like they are like it's very like lisa barlow where he's like i have no problem like letting her get the shine like he's not like dolled up when she's calling him on facetime he's like laying in bed yeah i and, wonder like, where his money comes from though because like even when i went far back like he was in, he has pictures with Takashi six nine and stuff like that. Like it's giving like, oh, I know that this watch company. Yeah, but and it's like giving, his family are old jewelry people. Right. I was in. I was just about to say. I think his family. Now that I see that watch company, I think he might come from jewelry money because like it's giving like I know a guy that will pay for everything. But mm. <laughs> but I will say I agree with you about the Coopers. They are. I think that. I think Silas is controlling and then Jasmine wants to play the role of a wife so bad. And I think that she wants to like make sure that she's doing everything she's supposed to do. or to, And I say that with air quotes, supposed to do for his liking. Um, and so she's like doubting it because when she goes into these conversations by herself, i.e. with Mariah, with Bria, she's like not communicating well. She's not saying like, she's like, well, we just, we think we feel like, and I understand, I think, but I'm like, no girl, like you're, you're doing his, he likes to be in control of all things. Even when he, when Preston, when he felt like Preston wasn't working out enough, he was like, we have to stop what's going oh, on. Here. My soul. It. I would have just gotten up. I cannot tell you enough how I would have just gotten up and went and got the bottle of cooks and told production, like, you need to take me to where the girls are. Cause I'm drinking mimosas. Mm -mm. I don't want to be I don't want to be out here I don't know I'm an army brat like mm -hmm. two times over my dad and my stepdad were both military and they can be exceptionally regimented people like mm -hmm. I like that is a a real deal thing like bed made military full crease at the bottom to bop, bop, bow on the sheets right and so I like I get that I also get like a certain level of especially if he's a person who has been to combat I know that there's mm -hmm. a lot of different responses that come from that. Yep. However, there's also this, like, with that sense of, like, I must be excellent. I must be this. I must be this. Then you, too, have to be exactly as excellent as I am willing to be in this situation. Exactly. And being a person that comes from, from nightlife, from working in restaurants, from working in bars, and that type of a lifestyle, especially when you're young, like, that is your life. Mm -hmm. Like, you go to work. You get off work. Where are we going to drink? 
you go across the street to whatever bar is the closest. You guys sit there. You have your drinks. You do this. Oh, we're bitch going about work. Oh, we're going to yes. You <laughs> bitch about work. You talk about stuff. You go to Walmart at two thirty in the morning and put your friends in a cart and roll around the store buying brownies and DVDs that you don't need. Damn, I miss that life. But I like, do sometimes. <laughs> but then I'm also like I miss. I it's not like I miss it. Like I want to do it now. It's like I miss it. Like that just that part of my life. That vibe. The yeah. freedom of it like the freedom of that life and so she's now going into this life where she feels a certain level of expectation we don't know anything about like what his family is like but the mm-hmm. fact that she, like she's going to the vineyard and doing certain stuff like this like there's a certain like like my mom's side of the family who I love and respect very very much but it is like the very much like we come from the Reverend Charles Edward Blake. Like we come mm-hmm. from like, it's this thing. It's like your lineage, all of those things, those accomplishments, right. all of that stuff has to be top tier. And the person that you are with complimentary, like be he not unequally yoked in my family. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I but really. And so the thing is like the pressure on her, I feel mm-hmm. is apparent because of the person and the wife that he expects her to be or the mm-hmm. expectation is probably put on her to be. And also like trying to be enough. Right. And not wanting to like, we also see the like controlling men sometimes have controlling men tempers. And so like walking on those eggshells to make sure like, oh, like this is our first year of marriage. We're trying to do everything right. And I feel like she has, Again, also like the pressure of like, I I am the host of this trip, I think mm-hmm. gets to her in a way too, because it's like, okay, well, if this person is uncomfortable and this person is uncomfortable and I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, how do we get to a season two if we can't did it in a dub? But also right. like, we can't have any ratchetness. So anytime you have any symptom of something that might be seemingly so like snip it out, send them off, even if that person like lived in a car with you. Like, yeah, I also, mm-hmm. I do think that like they're hyper aware and I understand that because we see what happened with Candy and the gang, right? Mm -hmm. Like Candy and the gang was a good show. It was promising. It was better than fucking Southern hospitality, if you ask me, but it got, it got scrapped. And I think the thing that's irritating me most about people saying like, okay, where is Summer House Martha's Vineyard going? Like, oh, these people suck. First of all, I will say this. Somebody commented on, and I can't remember who, it was a, a drop in a bucket. Um, somebody commented on one of my TikTok videos about Summer House Martha's Vineyard, and they were like, these people suck. And I always, if you leave like a negative comment on my page, I do go to your page. Like, I really do. And if you leave a super nice one too, that makes me feel special. I go to your page as well. But the negative ones, I went to their page and I was like, you want to be on TV. So go try out. Sometimes with a lot of these things, I'm like, you, you want to be on TV, but you don't even know if you'd be good. You know what I mean? I, I get irritated because I'm like summer house, Martha or some summer house Hamptons has had seven seasons to get to where we are now to where we're in season seven reunion. And they're trying to talk about shit from season three because they have nothing else to pull from. Let's give these people time. I think there's definitely some things that we need to work on and tweak and zero into, but I hate when people are like, oh, it's not working. Like, duh, 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 duh. like as much you as know how much I laughed at the end and the beginning of that second and third episode. Do you know how hard I laughed at the absolute ignorance, but dumb shit fun of it? I had so it much is. fun. Like, like and yeah. then that whole time to have a beer, like not telling anybody that he's like, oh, baby, what? What? <laughs> 
like it was just like it's it is a great first season of a show like that's finding it its footing but it needs to be given the opportunity to find its footing and i think that that's the flop of a lot of like shows in bravo that don't necessarily do well is that they don't get the opportunity to get to the great like if you like cutting off Vanderpump Rules at season one. Like we wouldn't have gotten like out the gate season two. It was just like, bow. Like, right. Some shows like reality shows are not season two slump pictures. They are season two glow ups. So you imagine the season two glow up of Martha's Vineyard once they like have their footing and understand what show they're filming. And that's the thing. Like the disconnect of it is the pilot season is often very different, a different concept. Real Housewives of New York manhattan moms originally mm-hmm. like all of these different things like they have to get a chance to figure out who they are as a show and i think that martha's vineyard has something there they just have to be given the opportunity to prove why they are that show and i like i'm tuning in i enjoy exactly it. like and yeah and i thought it was brilliant to put a rerun after the vanderpump reunion i think so too i will and it's just like for anybody who's not super knowledgeable and I'm not super knowledgeable, you're probably a little bit more knowledgeable of it than me. But like when you have a pilot of a show, a lot of times the pilot, not the first season, the pilot episode of a show will be vastly different than the rest of the season. And then the rest of the show period, you will see characters that you're like, wait a minute. I forgot that person was in season one. I forgot, or not season one, the first episode. I forgot that person was supposed to have a dog. I forgot that person was supposed to be a XYZ and live in this point. They film the pilot episode like before the rest of the season. It's kind of the same thing with reality TV. They, when they are filming, yeah, when they are filming this initial season, we don't actually know what it's going to be off a, a lot of times. Uh, Real Housewives of Potomac was also was not supposed to be a housewife franchise. Mm-hmm. It was supposed. That's why when we first got it, everybody was like, "What the fuck is Potomac?" Like, but that's a show about etiquette and life. Yeah, it was, it was to be supposed like based to be on like that Jack and Jill style life. Exactly, it was supposed to be about that. So that's the thing. Like when that's what I need people to understand. The only thing that about Southern hospitality is that they did know that what that show was going to be because it was greenlit. And I think like 2020, they said before the pandemic happened, like Leva knew she was getting that show. It just got pushed back because of the pandemic. So all of the, they had all that beef, like that was simmering into the surface because of the resentment about her getting a spinoff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's why. And I mean, I wasn't even that moved by Southern hospitality. I just wish people would give summer house Martha's when you had more of a chance, Mm -hmm. but on that note, we can go ahead and move on to the meat and potatoes, which is the Vanderpump rules part two of the reunion. Listen, Part two, as my good friend Raven, formerly of Bitches Better, says, do we really always need three parts of a reunion? And it's like, did we watch the second part of the uh, Vanderpump Rules reunion? Absolutely. We absolutely did. But was there anything groundbreaking in this part? No, we just gave, when I say we, I mean the cast, gave Tom Sandoval a little bit more room to talk and we saw that maybe he shouldn't have that room to talk. It's, I was telling my husband, he was like, oh, like they're going to do this at this part. I was like, listen, I'm an old hat at Bravo reunions. You're going to come out the gate fiery. Mm -hmm. Part two is going to be a little more tame. They're not going to bring that girl out. 
Mm-hmm. They're going to bring that girl to the stage at the very end mm-hmm. and let her do her little quiet, no music background walk while... Did you hear him say green light, green light, right before what? Schwartz did that bit with the- The film? Xanax? First of yeah. all, very annoyed by the Xanax because if you, you need to, you should have taken that 30 minutes ago. You should have mm-hmm. taken that an hour ago. Anyways, I, I won't even get into that because I can't, I will get into a tangent. I've been trying to rack my brain to understand what green light, green light means. Like it was like, it was like, there was a plan or this is my thing about it. All of this stuff, what bothers me the most about it. And especially like having watched the season and seen like the groundwork being laid for the blatant disrespect and betrayal. Mm -hmm. I think that the thing about that is now everything you do is suspect to me because you spent this entire season like playing in her fucking face yeah your friend spent this entire season blatantly making jokes under her nose and doing this shit and playing in her fucking face so my problem is now when you're saying little snips like green like i still find you to be playing in her face especially for you to specifically say that when this girl is walking out here to the stage and don't think i don't think it has something to do with like <laughs> well we have some technical difficulties because a train is passing christina's house right now and it is a very it's very bleeping loud. out the bleeps it's the bravo <laughs> version of what i have to say it's all bleeps burr, burr, but instead of bleeps the role of the bleeps will now be played by train horn <laughs> my office is outside so it's like no kid noise but there's lots and lots of like ambient noise okay yeah, yeah. My problem with that whole thing, I want to know what it means mm-hmm. because that was it to distract from her walk out while you're like to do like this pill bit. Like it was just like some, none of it makes any sense. Everything he does is suspect. The conversation in the trailer was made for TV. Mm-hmm. That whole conversation where she, bitch, I, I can't, I can't, I can't because I just. This is what I'm going to say about that conversation in the trailer. I don't want to talk about the Kowakian monkey lizard. We're not going to go there. We're not going to talk about salacious crumb. We're going to go ahead and we're going to, because I can't. And um, I think that they're going to continue to play in this girl's face. And they don't have, oh, there's so much stuff I want to say. And the main thing I want to say is like, it's so messed up like he is just so it is a different way okay so we we might i think we kind of got into this a little bit so i was listening to the nick vial podcast Mm -hmm. that came out with brad who is ariana's best friend and brad talks about how like much of a brat that sandoval was being in a situation like Mm -hmm. him saying like if you're watching my like you're not going to watch my tv if i hear the tv in my room i'm going to take the tv off the wall my problem isn't in all of this. He is putting her in a situation that is exceptionally emotionally abusive. Mm-hmm. It is emotionally abusive. He has been increasing the nip. And it's like, it goes back to what Lala said about this man being dangerous. Mm-hmm. He is dangerous because the will of like, he was willing to like laugh at these jokes that Schwartz was making in her face, like doing all this stuff, having that girl over there, getting joint birthday presents for this girl with her. And then doing all this, like, 
doing all of this stuff. So no, I don't trust anything that you have to say. Everything that you're trying to say, oh, well, she like, she did this. Everything that you're saying, I don't care. I, I no, don't I don't care give what a you, fuck. I don't give a, like anything that comes out of your mouth is hot garbage. Yeah. And it's like, one, you came out here and you're, and you're like, I'm trying not to go to jail soon. <laughs> like, just talking about some all oh, like she gave me a compliment like talk about I was like fashion icon or like I like she like really loved my fashion it's like do you remember when Raquel was that girl was talking about how oh yeah like Ali said I'm like her favorite when she was talking to Sheena and that like flashback mm-hmm. the ability that they both have to completely and utterly lie to themselves and I think believe the lie that they are telling themselves like for her to like get on camera and try to like oh like when she was like in that flashback scene for him to come over there with the with the video showing all the cars that are at the house mm-hmm. talking about she threw a party and she didn't let him have birthday parties when we've seen parties at their house multiple yeah. times he's lying in our face about stuff that we're seeing happen in front of our eyes and it's like you may have been able to like lie and deceive and do this but you're doing this to an entire nation that is watching you lie through your teeth and not well not convincingly like you realize how much of a buffer her likability has been for your lack of a true personality and you know I've I've said this for a long long time I was completely done with Sandoval when the cocktail book of it all happened because I got so triggered by that situation as a woman in the service industry. And I will never forget what he said to her, which was you're a bartender with a bad attitude and everybody knows it because I literally physically wanted to slap the shit out of him because I will say over and over again, as a woman in the service industry, being in the service industry is hard. Being in a woman in the service industry is 10 times harder because I am trying, it's the need to objectify us is just, just that. I was talking to somebody earlier and I was like, my husband knows I make, I craft a better cocktail than him. But we, and we used to work together just like those two did. Um, but it would be like, oh, Charlie, what do you, what do you think about it, bud? Like, what do you think about it? And like, he would be like, I think Giselle's cocktail is great. Like she knows how to make a cocktail, like all of this shit, but it would still be like, no, oh, no, let's bring Charlie in on this. And then it was like, oh, well, Giselle's upset. And of course no one can talk to her. Except you completely undermine me. And I'm actually, you're all of your bosses. Actually one, two, I'm, I bring more than every single one of you here. So what the fuck are you talking about? When he was like, you know, Stassi said, why are you making a cocktail book? Jax came up to me, why are you making a cocktail book? Like Ariana shouldn't be making a cocktail book. I should be making a cocktail book. That's when I had Sandoval's number from the jump. I was like, I I cannot stand this fucking man because it's just, it was, I don't use this lightly. It was very triggering for me. Just on a different level. But for him to try and throw back the things that Ariana that she was saying to him when she was like, did you coach her? Did you coach Schwartz? Blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you used to try and coach me, Ariana. That's fine, Sandoval. Like she said, you need it. But I'm going to add on something to that. You're an idiot. And we see where your morals lie. 
you shouldn't be coaching anybody. You coach people because you want to manipulate them. She was quote unquote, might've been quote unquote coaching you because she cared about you and loved you and didn't want you to sound stupid on national TV. Like that season when he was like, as a cis white male, you like, you're a woman, you're allowed to, and you know what really fucking annoyed the shit out of me was when he, like, he said something to her and I swear I wanted to throw something in my fucking TV where he was talking about like her, like her attitude. He was talking about like her attitude, like, oh, like, Mm -hmm. you know, everything, like, you know, this, like, it's like, you were condescending to me. Like you talked down to me, you called me dumb. And he was trying to like, make her remember this stuff that she didn't do. And like trying to make this picture of her as this mean person. He's like, you were mean to me. That was your tactic, motherfucker. Like, da, 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 like cussing at, like, first of all, did you just call her a motherfucker? Are you shocked right now? You can't be shocked. She told y'all this man went off on her the night before. She's telling y'all who this man is. She if anything that may have been a like a like protecting image thing would have been to protect him. She's not doing anything fucked up. She mm-hmm. hasn't done anything fucked up. He was fucked up to her. Exactly. This is all in this whole like, oh, like I don't like I don't like them like cussing and swearing. Like, yeah, we all want to get answers, but they're not going to give answers. The fact that he said when he sat down with that girl that, oh, like we don't like we want to get off camera, like, like we don't even have time to like like make like talk about like get our stories straight. You don't have to get your story straight if you're telling the fucking truth. Exactly. And you know, tell the fucking truth. You don't know how. He doesn't know what the truth is. Even when he was telling Schwartz, you know, you can just tell people that's your medication. You can just tell people. I said, motherfucker, he he wants to tell us that that's his Xanax, whatever. He's like, oh, this is my Xanax. You're like, just, just tell him that's your medication. I said, all you do is spin and lie. But when, it, to the point of him being in there with Rachel, here's my thing. Actually, I got a lot of things about that. <laughs> I got a lot of fucking things about that. But for him, when he was talking to the producer and he was like, I legally need a break. I legally need a break. A lot of people would not understand that if you haven't worked in the service industry. But when he fucking said that shit, I said, motherfucker, I know exactly what type of bartender you were. I knew exactly what type of service industry person you were. Legally, I need a break. Legally, I need a break. Tom? I'm taking my 15 minute smoker right now. I'm supposed to be able to have a cigarette. But then when your coworker probably has to fucking pee because they haven't urinated in 13 fucking hours. Oh, I'm stuck at the bar by myself. They left me at the bar by my fucking self. Can you believe? Oh, like you were outside chain smoking while I was getting my ass kicked? It's just, I I look at Tom Sandoval often and I'm like, have you no shame? And I know you don't. Because when your side chick is asking you, did you sleep with your girlfriend? And you say, well, you know, like, like she never complimented me. I don't, I I don't, I really don't understand how any human being can say that with a mic, say that in general, but then have a mic pack on and have a camera in front of their face and say like, well, she complimented me on my fashion. And I was like, you're a whore. No wonder, like, of course you've been cheating for seven months because you're a fucking whore. She complimented you. Like, and that's your justification for sleeping with your girl, your life partner, your life partner. You're justifying that to your side chick. You, you, 
And the fact that she's asking you why you slept with the girl. That girl has like nothing behind the eyes. Oh, space in between the ears. And it's not even that you were able to do this. It's the fact that you are sitting here watching Sheena cry her eyes out. You put this girl through the ringer. And yes, if you've ever had to parent a fucking toddler, it is a lot of stress when you already have Mm -hmm. your job requirements that you have to do stuff that you have to do then you couple in like going to court that requires like fortunately like she has a mom close those different things what if her mom's not available that's another sitter that you have to find there are so many varying levels to what this girl has put her through and then she has the nerve to sit there off the side maybe i should have put a personal note with it to sheena i shut the fuck when she said that shit she like it's just so People, I, listen, listen. I kept my mouth shut for a long time because people were like, you blamed a female. I'm going to blame everybody that needs blame, just so we're clear. And then it's like, something might be wrong with Rachel. Mm. Yeah, she's a serial killer. Like I literally compared her to Candy Montgomery and that I stand by that. I stand fucking by that. It's the same fucking story. I, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. The fact that she's watching Sheena like give us raw emotion. Sheena is like, like you said, I, I don't know what it's like to parent a toddler. I can only fucking imagine. But, and then having to work and that's not a nine to five. It's, it's a, it's a whole different ball field. And to not only say maybe I should have like written Sheena a handwritten note, but then also to be like, yeah, I just like don't know why I even filed that restraining order. Big mistake. I shouldn't have done that. I'm like, girl, girl, girl. And then when they asked her about coming back, she's like, I mean, I want to. Like, I mean, I'm hoping for the best, but I'm expecting the worst, but I'm hoping for the best what is the best and like andy's face said it all when she sat there trying to look at him and be like did you think you were just gonna come out of this and you guys were gonna just like move forward you're just gonna slip into this girl's spot into her house into her space no like look i don't care what has happened on the history of this show i don't care I don't either. what happened fucking nine years ago in a whole other lifetime what i do care about is Again, the look in her face, mm-hmm. the look on Ariana's face, him still having the the audacity to yell at her mm-hmm. while she is upset in defense of this relationship mm-hmm. with this girl who was her friend, mm-hmm. who was her friend. Yeah. And you are still acting like you have this, you want to throw your fucking dumpling lattes and your batteries because you don't have a valid argument. You don't have a valid reason outside of fucking cowardice. Mm -hmm. You are not like you don't have half the smoke for any of the men on that stage that you have for Katie, that you had towards Ariana, the vitriol, Mm -hmm. the rude, like the way you spoke to the comment that he made about Lala and saying you ripped your IUD. The you are it's Sick. like Ariana said, he will throw anything at the wall to see if it sticks. So you're going to bring everybody on that stage's past to like null and make null avoid like him. Like everything he is throwing out is a smoke screen. It is a smoke bomb, a smoke bomb, a smoke bomb. And people being like, well, you know, like as he says that, like I can understand. No, the fuck you can't. You can't. 
because no. nothing he's saying actually makes any valid sense not a single lick of anything that he is saying and you know that if you are a logical person mm-hmm. who's listening to anything that tom is saying nothing he's saying makes sense nothing no. he's saying adds up for her to be in that first early episode helping him with schwartz and sandy's talking about spending time together they have not shown anything yeah they are still toasting whatever relationship oh like we hit our problems him going to that producer, he wanted oh, to have God. that on tape to have a callback. He wanted to have a callback to go. I have watched this show since its inception. I have done rewatches before the season starts. I like I know the history of this show. Well, not I only have, that. Watched- not, not sorry, no. So not only that. At the point that he went to the producer, the the affair had already been going on. That was September. The, the, the affair had already been going on. So what like, and it takes two to tango. If you were really wanting to bring up all of you and Ariana's problems, you would have brought them up. But like I say all the time, it's while he tries to throw this at like throw whatever at the wall to see what sticks, it is completely some dumbass is going to believe it in the world. It is completely normal for everybody and especially couples that are on reality TV to say, this is what we're comfortable talking about. This is our line that we won't cross and we are going to protect each other no matter what. If not, you don't want to stay together. You don't want to stay together. And my heart really went out to her. I, It was the, the finale. I think it was the finale. The original finale or the like the actual finale. Like the, I think the, of the original finale. When it yeah, with at a Christina Kelly's lip chapstick party or whatever, when mm-hmm. Lala was talking to her and she was like, "I'm not doing this," and she said, in her, "She said in her confessional, like, I protect Tom all the time, and it seems like he's going out of his way to make me look stupid." And my heart broke for her in that moment because that that is what's happening, and I can only imagine that she's sitting here looking at this motherfucker that she's been in a relationship with for nine fucking years, and it's like. We had a deal. We're in this together. For the majority of Vanderpump rules, Ariana and Tom have been together. They have agreed to protect each other. And that's totally fair. The fact that Tom is trying to make it seem like she didn't want to tell the whole truth. She's a liar for having boundaries and respecting the relationship. So now she's a liar. And this is the first season I've really seen like Ariana, like she's always been very honest with him. And I commend her for that. But this is the first season that I really saw her fed up. I should say, because that party at the house after the girls trip, when Tom inserted himself trying to go after Lala, it was, it was like, if you didn't know about Scandaval in which none of those people did at that moment, it is like, why are you over here right now arguing with Lala about what she said to Raquel on a girls trip? If even if you were just like really close to Raquel, Talk to her about it. Be like, yeah, that sucks. I'm really sorry that happened to you. Da da da. But no, you. It's so telling that you are like clawing your way through everybody to be able to be, for lack of a better term, in female business. Okay. In the words of Mimi Leaks, Peter is Patricia. All right. Sandoval, Sandy. You literally are are getting in their business on a trip that not only your girlfriend wasn't at, she had to leave early and had nothing to do with you. It's like, you're, you're going out of your way to not even hide this and to make yourself look dumb. And like, 
you know my my up and down relationship with Lala and how I feel. I have been said, I don't blame Lala one bit for when she tells Raquel, like, finish a fucking sentence. Because for a bitch like me, I would have said worse. If you come up to me and you're like, Lala, you like... No, I would be like, spit it the fuck out. Spit it the fuck out. Don't approach me like you're about to read me down, bitch. Don't ever do that in your fucking life. Like, I think the most annoying part of all of this, especially in the fact that it is a TV show, like we are talking about it, everybody's talking about it. It's like making international headlines. At the core of it is a person that is exceptionally, exceptionally hurt. Mm hmm. And those moments where they flash over and you see tears sitting in her eyes and the fact that she has to, it was so fresh. It was within weeks that she, could you imagine like having that happen? Not even on a national scale, on a global scale in your regular life. If that happens to you and someone hurts you in that way, and you find out that your close friend has been doing this, that your best friend and partner has been carrying on this Mm -hmm. whole thing for that long like your world crumbles and so they yeah. did not only have that get every fucking bag get every fucking good 100%. thing that comes out of this because not like this is not a thing where it's like she's on tiktok she's these things what do you think her for you page looks like what do you think it's a constant reminder of the things that are happening and i think that at the this core of it no like no matter what he tries to say or lattes or blah 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 you hurt her. Mm-hmm. You hurt her. You not only hurt her, you said and planted seeds in an attempt to break her, mm-hmm. to make sure that she would be broken without you, to make sure that she would lose her friends because you were planting all these things. How mean she is to you. How much she hurt your feelings. And she rode for you. She rode yeah. for you, but she was so like, oh, that's what it was. He's like, you're unapologetic. You're being unapologetic. And now you get to be unapologetic. You want her to shrink herself? She didn't make herself too little for you. She didn't fit into this box. You want her to shrink. That is what it is. It was that one particular line. And I heard that shit. And he kept going, oh, you're unapologetic. You're unapologetic. Yes, as she fucking should be. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> and as she, as she has shown herself to be, as she has continued to be. Ariana, if you ask anybody, Ariana has had her seasons where people feel a certain type of way because she is direct. She's not with the shits. Mm-hmm. She never has been with the shits. She is like, my sister is a cancer. Like they're in that both I love exact same like cycle of cancer where they are the best fucking people. They are honest people. And she like, it's just this picture he's trying to paint on her that makes me so fucking mad. Because it's like, none of this shit is making you look better. Because Mm -hmm. you don't have a good argument. You don't have a good, you have no fucking case. If this were court, I would throw your shit the fuck out and tell you to grow the fuck up and grow a pair. Yeah, I think the thing that like, I will say this, I like my my cancer friends that I have, because he is also a cancer, but... mm. Mm, what did gabby say what again yeah (laughs) that's true my my cancer my cancer friends that i've had i think when i've shown the most raw emotions they've like been there for me and really supported me through those those times and i think i really appreciate that i i will say this 
throughout the years, I just appreciate a bitch that's right and stands in the fact that she knows she's right. And that's how I feel about Ariana. Like, I... <laughs> I was living in an alternate reality because in my mind, no one disliked Ariana. And then I talked to somebody one time like this a long time ago about um, Vanderpump and they were like, oh no, I can't stand her. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) I was like, you don't like Ariana? And they were like, no, she's, she thinks she's better than everybody else. I was like, cause she is. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, but I was like, but it's she's not self-aware that, enough to that, that's what that and that's ultimately my thing. I just I say this all the time. My mom was not about to put me. That was the number one thing my mom told me growing up. She was like, I'm not about to have a child in this world, but especially a daughter running around being anything except for self-aware. So I appreciate people that are extremely self-aware. I <sighs> Sandoval, like. It's scary because the man is 40 something years old. It's 42, 42. Yeah, 42 (laughs) years old. I I just, when Lala, Lala did clock him when she was like, this man is dangerous. She used the word correctly, first of all. And secondly, he is a hundred percent. Anybody who books hotel rooms on their friends' credit cards for some, for their mistress. Anybody who's hiding like that, anybody who once is busted about like their, what they're doing in their lives, who continues to double down and say these things and say like, you, you're condescending. You never supported me. You're Ariana supported him. I'm, and I'm never going to forget this. I'm never going to forget the day before the scandal broke. The day before, March 2nd, I literally thought to myself, because I was a Thursday, and so unbeknownst to me, this had already happened in their world. I remember I watched the episode late and I was like, it was something about the the group. I said to myself, I said, Ariana is such a good girlfriend because I don't know if I could like stand by my boyfriend as he was in a cover band. Like maybe it's because I've worked at too many bars. Like I just, I, I can't do cover bands. I will not, no, no, not a thing that I'm going to do. Like I I thought to myself, I said, she's such a good girlfriend because like I could not stand by my man no matter how long I was with him if he wanted to pursue this cover band shit. And then that, that shit broke. Your partner may not ever tell you, may not tell you like all the time, like you're always right. You're always beautiful. You're always this, you're always that. But if you have a partner that's willing to be honest with you and truly honest and still love you, that's something you need to cherish. And obviously Tom Sandoval does not cherish that. The fact that he wants to be with, actually, I don't even think, cause I don't even think he wants to be with Raquel. I just, I, I, I don't fucking know. I, she, she enrages me on a different level and I'm, I'm not going to lie. Not enrages me to where I'm, I send that girl any messages. Cause I never, just to clear, clarify for y'all, I never followed her in the first place, but it's just watching somebody be that. Oblivious void, to feelings vo- of yeah, others. Yeah. Void, void of, of, yeah. Yeah. I, again, I'm going to say this every opportunity I get fucking justice for katie malone and i'm gonna say oh yeah in this in this sense of imagine being with somebody and think about how long it took for like that kind of mask to slip Mm -hmm. think about what she was dealing with when we already like the worst we've already seen is like a beer getting dumped over her head like those and like imagine like everybody like because of your demeanor and how you are 
And Mm -hmm. she is also another person who is self-aware and who is like, she is who she is. She's like, this Mm -hmm. is who I am. Like, this is Terry raised me. Like, (laughs) but then to see it, I don't know. Like, just look at the way both of them are like shining and thriving and Mm -hmm. doing well. And I mean, I just feel like it's at a certain point we have to understand like why was Katie such an easy scapegoat? Why does he hate Katie so much? Why does Sandoval hate Katie so much? Mm-hmm. Like, because she stood in the way of having a complete pawn, mm-hmm. of having a complete piece that was easy to move around the board. And you're seeing this person who's collected people and moving them like chess pieces. And there was a part even in, like in the Nick Vial podcast that I listened to today, where Brad has talked about like how he tried to guilt him for daring to support her because he's known him longer. Yeah, and he's also watched you do this now twice and hurt people that he genuinely cared about. And you're saying like, how dare you stand by her side and not mine? He's mad at these people. And that's why it was the audacity of him at the first part of the reunion to come out of there and say, oh, I just want to thank you guys for standing by her. Do you? No, you don't. No. Like this is, they were right. That whole scene where they lit him up and ate him up and it was like crocodile tears. <laughs> like that shit, that shit was absolutely valid because he didn't mean a word he was saying. He doesn't, the reason it's taken him so long, one, she didn't say it until today as she said in that thing. But you are dumb. <laughs> yeah. Like, you you fart Mozart yeah oh you like you fart mozart what was the other one that now that he's left to his own devices we had to listen to and he can't do that screaming like oh i'm gonna throw everything off by like i'm screaming at you because they're not letting him like have the room to try and Mm -hmm. give them that kind of smoke what was it he said it to james oh piss on a fire hydrant like hey hey how you doing it's me common sense (laughs) you need to meet me yeah on an honest level we need to have a conversation we need to have a come to jesus you need to go sit the fuck down somewhere literally need to stop going and putting money in his pockets you're not doing that for her oh my god You, you can wear all the team ariana shirts that you want to you are still like even if you bought a bogo you're still bogoing into that man's pocket. It's ridiculous. It is feeding the ego that is already there because now it's like, if I can't be famous, I will be infamous. Mm-hmm. And he is being, he is the only good thing about that thing is that it's taking him away. It is taking him away, but he needs to go far the fuck away. And he needs to stop and grow, like grow the fuck up. Understand that you fucked up. You got to mm-hmm. live with the consequences of your actions move the fuck on go do whatever you're going to do with whoever you're going to do it with but leave that girl alone mm-hmm. stop trying to scapegoat her that is the thing there's no excuse you can keep scapegoating her and throwing out that she didn't buy pins or toilet whatever i can't i you're can't still wrong you are still wrong no matter what you say no matter who knew when no matter when it started no matter what the who to watch or watch it well whatever the secret is if he was dating her back when james was when he was doing that whole weird ass proposal Mm -hmm. i'm so gung-ho for it thing trying to flex with like how you gonna do all that and flex all that money and then we find out the next season you borrow money from your mama 
No, dead ass. I will say this, and this is part of my be for fucking real of the of the week. I find it so incredibly weird that people, one, like you said, are supposedly, oh, so team Ariana, but you still bought a ticket to go to his show and claim that you're like, oh, like we're like cheering for her and screaming her name. Yeah, but you're still putting money in his pocket. One, two, the people that keep tagging her in videos on and on in anything really but especially the ones that are like the old times and like like it, it's very weird I've seen I've like obviously I talk about um reality tv on tiktok I've seen so many videos regarding Vanderpump rules where people have tagged Ariana and I'm like why would you tag her in this like y'all gotta y'all gotta draw a line because mama does need to know some peace and then Third, and I don't mean to be shady to anybody, but the people who keep drive go like going past something about her and like looking inside and recording on the other side of the door, recording inside. That's that's a little weird. That's a that's a venue. That's a space that hasn't been open yet. They deserve the right, her and Katie, to open their venue and for people to be like, wow, like this is beautiful in here and the shock value and everything like that. Like that's that's a different type of weird support, if you ask me. Well, it's also the fact of like, yeah, they may have said, and they're making lots of progress and doing all the stuff they need to do, but you're like, oh, well, they said on the reunion, May, they recorded this like a couple of weeks after all of this stuff broke. They have needed time to process, to work, to do what all the stuff that they're going to do, but they're also still making sure business is being taken care of. So putting this expectation on them to be like working at top tier level while also processing a very large betrayal on both of their parts because Katie was played with. She had mm. that fucking girl was mm -hmm. in her face. That yeah. girl was provoking her and like it was almost like she wanted her to like get aggravated to the point she just wanted the thing was, I respect Katie a lot, especially this season, because as much as they played in her face and poked her and prodded her, she kept that shit cool and she kept it moving. She may have cried, but mm -hmm. I am also a person that cries when I get mad. Yeah. And I understand that. But like, think about how fucked up that is. Like Very. she asked you not to do one thing and you use that one thing to torment her for an entire season of television. Mm-hmm. You made all of her spaces feel unsafe. You like tried to humiliate her in front of her new partner. Yeah. Like all of that stuff. And for what? And then you go and like wind up this little chihuahua to go up to her and be like, I can't believe you want to take custody of the dogs. And just putting herself in a whole lot of business that was not fucking hers. I would have absolutely lost a lot of feelings. Sorry. I would have absolutely lost my fucking shit on that that on what was supposed to be the season finale like when she sat down in front of katie and then like when she tried to touch her i i i i y'all have heard me say this so many fucking times on this podcast i would have rearranged the fucking furniture with rachel in lisa vanderpump's restaurant it just would have happened and especially after she talked about it, lisa would have been like you can never enter here again and i've been like that's fine that's fine because I got that bitch like I I mm -hmm. but then what if she said that shit to your mama no yeah I like I I, I would have had yeah yeah I'm not All gonna say because I don't need nobody sending me any letters like I always say 
But on that note, we're going to get into the be for fucking real portion of this podcast. Christina, please tell everybody who can be for fucking real for you this week. Let's see. Since we're already in it. Be for fucking real, Tom Sandoval. (laughs) Be for fucking real. And I mean that in the truest sense of all of it. Be for fucking real. Own your shit. Say that you fucked up instead of casting blame on everyone else and trying what image are you trying to protect like the curtain fell we already see who the wizard is we Uh see him moving the stuff let that shit go and let her be free be for fucking real and just be a real fucking person yep okay Fair enough. Uh, my be for fucking wheel of the week is going to go to Paige DeSorbo. Miss Mamas, you got to learn how to do your job. Okay. Your boyfriend was drunk at the party. It's fine. All right. You got to move on. You have to stop pulling shit out of nowhere. And at this point, you just have to accept the fact that you are mean. Okay. You're mean. Lindsay's mean. Amanda's mean. Sierra's mean. You're all mean. We all got to figure out what flavor of mean works for us when it comes to the summer house. On that note, oh, of course, a lot of you wrote in for the Be For Fucking Real for the week. There was a lot of Sandoval's. There was a lot of Pages. There was a lot of Maya's. There was a lot of Sierra's. Um, On that note, Christina, please tell the people where they can find you. Well, after I unmute my mic, I'll tell you (laughs) that my name is, in fact, not Bo Deedle. My name is Christina (laughs) Ariel. K-R-Y-S-T-I-N-A-A-R-I-E-L-L-E. If you spell it wrong, you get the wrong person because there is actually another Christina Ariel, but she has an I and there's also one with a Y and a thing, but not, that's not me. None of none of those are me. It's Christina Ariel. And uh, I host a show called Star Wars The Higher Public Show on starwars.com. I also do a lot of pop culture events and hosting and you can find me. Oh, I have a new show that's coming out. That is a TTRPG campaign. It's called uh, a show called, it's the Duster campaign and we're doing, it's called Get on the Horse. So that's going to be fun. And we're in a post-apocalyptic society where technology has destroyed everything and we find ourselves trying to figure out what's next. And I play a cowgirl, a really cute Bob. um, (laughs) (laughs) It's about the aesthetic. They call me Bob. (laughs) So literally if you, anything, uh, if I, I don't know what I, go on the internet. I tell all my business there anyway. So <laughs> yeah, just go find me. Twitter, Christina Ariel, Instagram, Christina Ariel, TikTok, Christina Ariel Tigner, because somebody took my name, but it has a little blue verified check mark on it. So you know that it's real, not on Twitter. Cause they took that. I away. was going to say not really like Elon snatched your <laughs> motherfucking. He said you mark. are not, he's like may or not may or may not be notable. <laughs> you know what? I I'm at least a no. and you all already know where you can find me over on instagram at who asked me podcast on tiktok who asked zell zell is s-e-l-l-e um don't forget to rate me five stars leave me a nice review i've been seeing y'all little one stars and that's fine keep them thoughts to yourself but i will talk to y'all next week where me and chai are going to be talking about the hill song documentary (laughs) 